Aging Matters is brought to you in part by Kathy Corridan, Senior Real Estate Specialist. Kathy is a realtor with KW Metro Center in Alexandria and works with seniors in Alexandria, Arlington, and D.C. to make selling their home and moving less stressful and more successful. More information is available at 703-971-7237 or ccatkw at gmail.com. Good afternoon and welcome to Aging Matters on Arlington Independent Media's community radio station, WERALP Arlington, 96.7 FM. I'm Cheryl Beversdorf, your host. Livable, age-friendly communities are good for people and business. Age-friendly describes a movement to make communities more welcoming and livable for older residents and people of all ages. It describes efforts to create places where people can grow up and grow old together. In 2018, the Arlington Commission on Aging identified key areas of focus to make Arlington, Virginia even more age-friendly. My guests today are Linda Kelleher, Chair of the Arlington Commission on Aging, and Cynthia Davis, the Chair of the Arlington Age-Friendly Task Force. They both are going to talk about the needs of aging Arlington residents and the eight domains of livability needed to create an age-friendly community. They're also going to give an update on how the age-friendly Arlington plan is being implemented at this time. So welcome, Linda and Cynthia, and thank you for joining me today. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Okay. Well, I think it's always good when we start these interviews is to kind of get an overview. And Linda, since you are the chair of the Commission on Aging, let's talk about the older adult population in Arlington County and how it's increased the past 10 years, what's the percentage, and in what ways has it increased? Tell us that. Thanks, Cheryl. It's great to be here. Yes, indeed, the Arlington population has increased in those who are 65 years and older. Um, today, Arlington's population is about 237,000 people, so we're quite an urban-suburban community. Um, if we look at those who are 60-plus, generally that age group, um, which is represented by the Commission on Aging, the population has increased about 14, 14% in the last five years. And while the county population has really increased only by 5%. So ours is one of the largest growing segments. Nationwide, we baby boomers who are over 65 account for about 17% of the U.S. population of 329 million to kind of put that into perspective. And give us a, an overview, Linda, of what does the age 55 or age 50 or 60 plus population, what does it look like in Arlington, racially, uh, economically, um, even maybe gender wise? How would you describe that population here? Good question. There are about 36,000 older adults um, who call Arlington home. 
Of those, about 45% are in the age category of 65 to 75 years old. The older population is really pretty actively engaged in programs and services throughout our community, both recreational and our parks and recreation department, as well as accessing human and social services through the Area Agency on Aging, as well as Arlington's Department of Human Services. Um, overall, our population is a little um, more skewed toward females than males. Um, we have a broad ethnic diversity in Arlington, so we have um, a large Spanish-speaking community. We have um, an African-American community that is quite sizable, and we're really proud of that diversity um, and um, ethnicity and strive to make our programs equitable to all. Um, because of the uptick in, uh, caused by the pandemic, this past year has resulted in virtually all an increase in almost all the services needs of older adults in our community. And to relieve those increases in food scarcity, access to transportation, rental assistance, and access to health care, um, we have seen uh, older adults uh, really reaching out to our county and ask for greater social services to meet those needs. That said, about 36% of men and 28% of women who are age 60 plus are also in our workforce. So not only do we have the ethnic diversity, we have a broad variety of incomes from very low income to individuals who are um, in a higher uh, percentile of income in our community. But we also have a lot of individuals who are 60 plus who are active in the workforce, either full or part-time, because they like being involved in the community. They, they feel that that is um, uh, something that they want to do or they need to do to maintain their lifestyle. Um, about 21% of our adults who are older do not have internet access in their home. So that's another thing that we think about whenever we are um, trying to work on programs that will increase the livability in our community for seniors. And what you are talking about insofar as the various issues that uh, relate to the older adults, does that translate, and I'm directing this question at Cynthia, does that then translate into the needs of, of these populations? And, and I'm particularly focusing on what you, Linda, said about in the pandemic. Is that a general rule of this population in regards to the, the needs? And in your response, Cynthia, I was also wondering if you could kind of tell us if that's changed a lot, that the needs have changed not only because of the pandemic, maybe because of other factors. Give us kind of an overview of, of what you see uh, in the Arlington population of, the, of this particular group. Okay, uh, basically, I think the needs of the older population in Arlington are really the same as the needs of the older population across the country. Um, the, the, the need for safety and security including the ability to be for, to have personal independence and to wherever possible age in place uh, both nationally and in Arlington older people would prefer to age in place to stay in their homes as long as possible um, the need for connection to the community both personal connection to be involved with your neighborhood and community events and the um, ability to stay connected through uh, connection with information and services. 
In Arlington, there are some specific needs that I think have become increasingly important because we are a fast growing community and the population density is increasing very fast. And so in Arlington, the um, accessibility of safe transportation and the um, affordability of housing have become really important for our older population here. And it sounds like that's continuing to be a, an issue and maybe even increasing. W- would you agree, Cynthia? Oh, absolutely. That's a really a very important. So how then does that relate to the concept of an age-friendly community? Are those the domains of livability that I mentioned in the introduction? Those are the basic um, things that were defined by AARP and the World Health Organization as they developed the concept of age-friendly communities. Uh, and that's why it's so important for Arlington that uh, we, we be involved with the age-friendly network, uh, both for the support we could get from AARP and our connection with age-friendly communities across the country. There are almost 500 of those age-friendly communities. And they are all looking for the characteristics that we all recognize, the safety and security, affordable and appropriate housing and transportation options, and supportive community services. Those are the pillars of the age-friendly. And those are the qualities that will enable independence, aging in place, social engagement, and, and I just want to add, really, they are the qualities that make a community friendly for anyone. If there is safe um, safety in your neighborhood, safe transportation, that's good for families with children as well as older adults. We just try to focus on the specific needs of older adults when we think about um, the age-friendly community. And I kind of just wanted to tease that out a little bit. So this whole concept of age-friendly community originated with AARP. And so this is not just something that Arlington's doing. You mentioned about there are communities all over the the United States that are striving to become age-friendly as well. Is that correct? That's right. There are communities in Virginia. Uh, there are communities across the country. If you look at the AARP website, they have a map that shows 490-something communities that have applied and been accepted to be part of the age-friendly network. And that makes an incredible resource for us and for those other communities as well. And if I remember correctly, we, we became the 250th community that became approved by AARP. Uh, am, am I correct about that? I think that's right, but you can see it's growing by leaps and bounds. It's already almost twice that. Okay. Well, so Linda, let's get back to you as to the relationship of establishing this age-friendly community and the plan to implement these various uh, domains. But tell us a little bit about the Arlington Commission on Aging and and what's the role and mission, who are its members, and and more importantly, how it relates to this age-friendly plan. Certainly. Um, uh, The Commission on Aging began as just a committee to look at um, senior retirement back in 1957 and was commissioned uh, later to be an advisory committee commissioned to the Arlington County, uh, County Board. 
Um, the mission is to promote the quality of life for all older persons and to ensure their needs are included in the county planning and activities. So it's a really integrated look and making sure that the, the needs of those who are older are included in all of the decision-making throughout the county. The vision is um, very much in line with what um, uh, Cynthia just said age-friendly is about, which is we will be a community where older persons thrive. But in that community, what, what we are concerned about as older people really has an impact on the whole community. Our membership in the commission is 17, and we're frankly recruiting right now. So uh, if someone who is among your listeners has an interest, I encourage them to go onto the county website at arlingtonva.us and search for commissions. There's an opportunity to apply, and we'd love to have a, a broader representation throughout um, right now, our commission represents uh, not only people who are age 60 plus or 55 plus, but caregivers, family members who have older adults that they care for in their home. We have healthcare community um, representatives. Um, we also have individuals who are active in other areas of leadership throughout the county. We strive uh, when we are making, uh, when we are looking for commission members of people who have age, economic, and ethnic diversity. And we're currently recruiting, as I mentioned, um, several commission members. Um, you, we currently ask that you live in Arlington. Um, we are also considering those who live or work in Arlington. So it gives a little bit more variety there. Um, the commission's goals have always been related to what we see in age-friendly, so it's been just a wonderful uh, marriage between the two to work in tandem with what the national AARP is doing and what we can do locally. And I would also add that one does not have to be 65 in order to be a commissioner. You can be younger. That's correct. And since I'm a member of the commission, I and I'm aware of, of my fellow commissioners, I just wanted to add that. And in case one of the listeners or more than one listener is interested, just give a, a few operational uh, facts about how often the commission meets and are the meetings open to the public and how do they find out about upcoming meetings? Oh, certainly. That's a really good question, Cheryl. Thank you. The commission, um, like all the Arlington County commissions, meets on a monthly basis. Our time slot happens to be a, the third Monday of the month at nine o'clock in the morning. Um, we have uh, in-person meetings beginning again in September, but during the pandemic period, we met virtually for over a year. And we are hoping that a hybrid model will um, succeed in the future to take advantage of what we learned during the pandemic, but also offer that opportunity to meet in person. So we meet the third Monday of the month at nine o'clock. We meet at the Arlington County Department of DHS, um, which is the Sequoia Building um, on Washington Boulevard. Um, annually, the commission also sponsors a program called the Community Engagement Forum, and this gives us a chance to reach out into the community, kind of tell what we're doing, what the staff who uh, so, so uh, well supports um, our concerns and interests and programs, um, what they've been doing, and also uh, asks the community, what do you need and what is of concern to you? And it helps us take the temperature of those involved. And curiously, 
We held our first virtual forum this year, again, like so many other organizations, and our attendance was excellent. So we got a broader representation um, doing the program on a virtual um, level than we would have previously requiring people to be in person. Um, again, I would just mention real quickly, if anyone is interested, go to arlingtonva.us and search commissions, um, and you will uh, be able to come up with information on how to apply. If you're looking for activities that the commission is doing, um, if you go to that same address, arlingtonva.us, and search commission on aging, you get information about the committee meetings, but also so much more, the age-friendly plan, the the activities that are available through the Parks and Recs Division through the 55 plus program and all kinds of other activities that are pertinent to uh, older adults. And to that point, Linda, uh, because you talked a little earlier about the characteristics of the over 55, over 60 population in Arlington, have you noticed as chair of the Commission on Aging that because of the changing demographics, have the needs of older Arlington residents changed or are they continuing to change? What, what are you and your fellow commissioners seeing? Well, we are, again, fort- very fortunate to have a professional staff in the Department of Human Services, both the Aging and Disability Services Division, the Area Agency on Aging, and then working in partnership with our Department of Parks and Recreation. Um, to serve the needs of older adults. They tabulate data on a whole variety of information that leads them and helps drive decision-making for programs um, and activities that we should do. We also have, as I mentioned, um, uh, input from the Community Engagement Forum. Uh, The most utilized programs through the Aging and Disability is the Aging and Disability Resource Center. This is where anyone who has an an issue who is over age 55 um, can call and ask for help or services, and they will be directed. The social 60s plus cafes, which are in some of our community centers, are very popular as uh, not only a place where an individual can have a meal in a communal setting, but also have that socialization. The other activities that have been really, really important, particularly in the last year during the pandemic, have been a large increase in home-delivered meals, in personal care and in-home services, an increase in the need for money management, legal services, access to transportation that uh, Cynthia mentioned earlier, and uh, uh, food resources, not just home-delivered meals, but uh, we have a very well um, uh, subscribed uh, senior farmers market and food delivery through our food pantry, AFAC. Um, both of those have had an uptick in the past year as we have seen uh, concerns con- regarding the pandemic. We don't know if that will continue or that will level off as things get a little bit more back to normal, but we were very proud of the way the community stepped up in the time of need and provided um, a great increase in response to those services. And I'm certainly aware that the Agency on Aging, and particularly those folks who are involved in public health, really worked hard to make sure that that folks in Arlington, especially the older 
adults knew about where vaccinations were being provided. And I think that they're still doing that, maybe to a lesser extent, but I think we can be very proud of the high percentage of older adults who were able to get the vaccine, the COVID vaccine, as a result of the help from the health department and other agencies. Would you agree, Linda? Oh, absolutely. That, that's a good point that you made there. Um, we have a very high proportion of our older adults that are vaccinated in Arlington. Um, and it's, it's, it's among the highest among the older age group in the whole state of Virginia. Um, and that is very much due to our public health service, the access, the ability to provide um, organizations banded together to provide individuals rides when they needed them. Um, the staff delivered um, the vaccinations to senior communities and other locations for individuals who could not come physically to um, to the community centers for the vaccinations. Um, and the staff has been going back as new individuals move into these communities to make sure that everyone who wants a vaccination can have it. And that the result has just been incredible. And I would even add, I was on a, a Zoom meeting this afternoon because I'm part of the Public Information and Outreach Committee, and one of the persons who attended the meeting is a representative from Virginia Hospital Center, and I asked her if the hospital had seen any increase in numbers of people now because of the variant in the virus uh, coming to the hospital. She said maybe one or two, but it's really a testimonial to how effective the efforts have been in our community to get people vaccinated. So I think that's that's really great, and I think we can all be very proud. So, Cynthia, I want to get back to you to begin to talk more about this age-friendly plan. Linda covered the subject areas and concerns residents in Arlington are in need of, and how then does that kind of transition into the development of the age-friendly plan? What, tell us a little bit more about the process. Well, it really came out of the Commission on Aging, uh, and, and it's been very much a long-term um, investment of time. The, there were uh, chairs of the Commission of Age, on Aging really about five years ago who started thinking about this and brought leadership to it. They could see how the AARP, the domains that AARP had identified as as characteristics of an age-friendly community, how well they aligned with the issues of the Commission on Aging and the, the possibility of tying into the resources and networks of AARP. So, so they decided to explore what was involved in becoming an age-friendly community and part of that network. Um, and I just want to emphasize what a, what a significant commitment it is to do this we needed to have the commitment of the Arlington County Board um, that the county was wanted to do this. We needed to have commitment from the staff who support the commission and support the county uh, on these issues. And so uh, we created the task force in order to work out how to do that and to help develop the plan. And now the plan is in place. I, as I understand it, it has been approved um, by the county board. Is that is that correct, Cynthia? That's right. We started, we created the task force in 2016, uh, made up mostly of uh, former chairs of the Commission on Aging. I'm really the exception in this. Um, 
We uh, got the county board approval and developed a proposal to join the network. And we were um, approved to become part of the network in 2018. Um, it implies a five-year cycle. So uh, we, starting in 2018, we developed the plan uh, and started the cycle. We did um, our, our assessment and surveys to sort of get the lay of the land and figure out the needs and goals in 2019. We created an action plan in 2020 and the county board approved it and AARP approved it. And we're now in the three-year stage of implementation uh, from 2021 through 2023. We are pursuing those goals. We're evaluating them as we go along and making adjustments if we need to. Uh, and then in 2023, we are due to do a progress report to AARP and start a new cycle, uh, start setting the goals again and, and starting the new cycle. We obviously do annual reports as we go along. So the goals now have been established in each of these so-called eight domains of livability, what you were talking about earlier, uh, the transportation, housing, uh, what, and what are the other ones again, just so? They are housing, transportation, social participation, respect and social inclusion, civic participation and employment, community support and health services, outdoor spaces and buildings, and communication and information. We did some combining and synthesizing of those, but those are the eight AARP outlines. Okay. Well, this is a good point to uh, take a break right now in case you tuned in late. Uh, we are talking with Linda Kelleher, who is the chair of the Arlington Commission on Aging, and Cynthia Davis, who is the chair of the Arlington Age-Friendly Task Force. And you are listening to WERALP Arlington 96.7 FM. We'll be right back. Aging Matters on WERA is brought to you in part by Synergy Home Care. Synergy Home Care provides premier in-home care for you or your loved one throughout Northern Virginia, including personal care, homemaker services, companion and memory care, and transportation. Call 703-558-3435 or visit SynergyHomeCare.com for more information. Synergy Home Care will find a care solution to meet your needs. Welcome back. We're having a great discussion today about Age-Friendly Arlington with Linda Kelleher, who's the chair of the Arlington Commission on Aging, and Cynthia Davis, the chair of the Arlington Age-Friendly Task Force. So I wanted to, the first part of the program, we talked a lot about the different domains of livability, but I want to kind of drill down and learn a little bit more about how these affect not only our community, Arlington, but most likely other parts of the country, particularly those places where they have also become uh, age-friendly communities. So, but before we do that, Linda, I wanted to kind of get back to you as to how the Commission on Aging is involved in the implementation of the age-friendly plan. Do you talk about it at every meeting? And, and do you once in a while check in with the Arlington County Board to 
let them know how we're doing or what's that process? Well, that's a good question. Thank you, Cheryl. Um, it, it really has become part of the commission's DNA. Um, when you when you listened to the things that Cynthia was talking about, you realize that it's just how we live our life and how we have defined that in these domains um, as we move forward. So when the commission embraced the idea of age-friendly, they also chose to rearrange all of the committee structure to support those common goals. So we do talk about them in addition to other things, of course, at every commission meeting. Each committee focuses on goals that were enunciated through the age-friendly program. And again, these are things that every community is probably concerned about and probably every individual. And the goal here is really to make sure that we have a community that integrates the needs of all ages and all backgrounds uh, so that we can all uh, have a, a, an enjoyable life in our community that we've grown to love. So um, we have goals that relate to age-friendly. The one that probably is not included as directly is um, a concern and making sure we pay attention to long-term care. And although that is part of housing and it is, it is incorporated into our housing committee, um, it also stands alone because we know that this is an area of special need and emphasis. And I would also think, and we're going to talk a little bit later, and Cynthia is going to uh, get into health supports. So I think that there is some focus kind of overall in, in different areas, but uh, I appreciate you mentioning that, Linda. So let's let's get started in these various domains of livability, and, and Cynthia, you outlined those before the break. I'd like to talk about transportation. I mean, we don't think much about transportation. We just get in our cars and and go someplace. Some of us, some of us don't. So explain what has been the goals to be accomplished in the the transportation area. What what are the objectives? What are we hopefully going to see in the next two, three years um, to make us even more age-friendly? Okay, let me just say first what we did with the domains because um, AARP allows this, you certainly can decide to focus on specific domains or combine them. And, um, and given our surveys of the needs in Arlington, we combined them into five areas, um, transportation, housing, participation and inclusion, which includes those three uh, participation areas, um, health and communication and information. So, so we really are working with kind of five areas there. Yeah, and I think you'll see that if you look at any community's plan, you'll see they made some decisions about priorities and which ones they thought they needed to focus on first. And 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 that was the first part of the discussion we had. And that's where the design of the committees came in. So, um, so in transportation, there are three big goals, safety, availability, and accessibility. Um, the safety objectives, every one of the Every one of the areas has set goals, and then within the goals, objectives, very specific objectives with timelines and tasks. Um, the safety objectives include um, informing people about opportunities for, for safety training related to transportation, um, making sure we look at the law and regulations to protect safety and transportation with a special emphasis on pedestrian safety. 
because Arlington is very dense. Um, the um, accidents involving pedestrians are a very high percentage of traffic accidents, for example. And we also have, as any urban area has these days, we have scooters and bicycles everywhere. And so there is a lot of focus on looking at the law and regulations in those areas. Um, the Transportation Committee got quite involved with giving comments to the county about regulations when scooters were um, beginning to be permitted in Arlington County, for example. Um, the Transportation Committee is very connected and working on all these things with um, the commissions that are focused on pedestrians, transportation planning, and bicycles. Arlington is very proud of citizen involvement, and they have many commissions like the Commission on Aging, and the Commission on Aging has liaisons to those and tries to connect with them. So the objectives underneath all of that um, are very focused on making sure we monitor the planning in the county and we connect with the other commissions. So what you're saying, Cynthia, is, is that it's more safety. Is there also an aspect of availability, like maybe there should be better, what shall we say, uh, metro um, accessibility for older adults or taxis or some other? Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, and, and availability and accessibility, really a lot of the issue was getting the information out to people. Arlington really does have a lot of possibilities. Um, there is a um, um, underwriting of seniors, uh, a coupon system where seniors get a 50% discount for taxis, for example. There, is, um, there are services to take seniors to the metro and to take them to the um, senior centers. There's a lot of possible services, both from the county and from volunteer organizations in the area. The problem is they are not always aware of those. Uh, and so a lot of the plan is involved with making sure the information gets out to them and that the opportunities are equitable, that the neighborhoods um, that don't have metro systems, for example, have access to other kinds of transportation. So there is a lot of emphasis on that and making sure we work with county services to make sure that those are beefed up where necessary. It's obvious that a part of this whole plan is to make sure that the people who need it most will find out about it. Would you agree? That's right. Communication is really big in all of these areas. Um, com communication and equity were the sort of keynotes of the plan. Okay, and that'll be kind of implemented throughout as in, in all of these areas. And to that point then, let's go to another one. You had mentioned earlier, Cynthia, or maybe Linda, I think both of you mentioned that transportation is important. The other big issue uh, and, and domain is housing. And Linda, you talk about that and, and what are the goals there and, and how... Uh, is it anticipated that as part of the plan that, that these will be met, the goals? Thank you. Thank you. Um, yes, housing, I think nationwide, housing and housing affordability are a concern in every area where you have uh, suburban and urban population. And Arlington is certainly one of those areas. Living so close to the District of Columbia, 
um, and being uh, as dense as um, uh, densely populated as Cynthia mentioned, housing affordability is a huge issue. Um, so that we have some goals that relate not only to housing um, affordability, but also supportive systems related to housing as are needed by older adults. And those um, are in three major goal areas as well. The first is to advance housing policies and programs that focus on affordability and accessibility. So some of the goals under that, for example, um, uh, we have um, uh, organizations that are nonprofits involved in housing as well as commissions. I think um, Cynthia mentioned we're, we're a really a network here of working across the nonprofit sector as well as commissions that have specific focuses. So it's not just the housing commission, but also organizations looking at affordability that we're working with. And one of those goals is to have meaningful input into some programs um, that will impact how our county looks at housing affordability and accessibility in the coming years. Two of those studies that are ongoing, one has to do with different kinds of housing types that would be available and accessible that aren't the typical single family home and aren't the high rise um, multifamily living structure. So we're looking at what are those kinds of housing and how might the older adult interact or be able to uh, become involved, use, live in that kind of housing? So that's one area of input for this coming year. The other one has to do with um, a review of the county's affordable housing master plan. And this relates very specifically to housing affordability um, and what the costs of housing are, how that is impacting our population, and perhaps even causing some of our population to move away if housing is not available to them. The second major area is to promote supportive services and tools that help older adults remain in their homes of choice and to live as independently and safely as possible. So here we're looking and working on a list of uh, universal design principles and working with the Planning Commission and other organizations, private um, builders and contractors to have them look at the idea of universal design where they build that within the structure of that new housing apartment community or home so that as an individual ages in place there won't be the barrier of steps going up to a front door if not if that can be worked around the doorways are wide enough the bathrooms are large enough to be accessible and so on these are not necessarily as costly of features if they are built into the, the design from the very beginning. So we're working with those organizations on that level. The third one, uh, the third major goal is to promote the development of affordable assisted living facilities in Arlington. Assisted living and affordability are two words that are hardly ever said in the same sentence. As we know throughout the country, the cost of assisted living is really astronomical. And as individuals become older and are not able to live independently, the resources available to them, particularly those who are at the lower income level, are very restricted. We are fortunate in Arlington to have uh, a few communities that are not only affordable senior independent living, but also 
um, two communities, uh, Mary Marshall and Culpeper Garden, that provide affordable assisted living. So our goal within the uh, Housing Committee of the Commission on Aging is to influence uh, decision-making and encourage that all new assisted living facilities include units that are affordable to low-income older adults so that they won't have to move outside of the county just because they need more help in their daily living. Some major challenges there. That definitely is kind of like right up there at the top. (laughs) Yes, it is. And thank you for that, Linda. The other part, which both you and Cynthia have been talking about now, we've talked about transportation and housing, but this, this other area, which combines a lot of different concepts, but is more on the personal uh, and the, the human level, it's social participation, respect, social inclusion. What, what does that mean? I, how, how can you kind of quantify that or how can you meet those goals? Well, I'll, I'll give it a start, and Cynthia, you might want to join in with me. It, it literally is everything. It's just like you said. Social participation had become has become increasingly important um, with the COVID uh, pandemic. When we saw individuals living alone who were all of a sudden isolated or afraid or uncomfortable leaving their homes or told not to because of the concerns of spreading the virus before we were fortunate enough to have the wonderful vaccination opportunities we have today. Um, Individuals who are actively engaged in their community are less depressed and they have better health outcomes. Um, If we have outreach to older adults in Arlington, um, we have uh, the county staff as well as nonprofit organizations, individuals, volunteers have made a concerted effort to reach out into the community and make sure that no one is living in isolation in such a populated world that we live in in our county. Um, we've relied um, on a lot of individuals. Adults are looking sometimes for employment as well. And that provides a social interaction opportunity and participation. Um, Because we have such low unemployment in our county, we have lots of opportunities for part-time work, for a lot of volunteers who can help out everywhere from, you know, the library to the food distribution um, through our our food bank um, and a whole variety of ways. We've got a, a community that likes to be involved. Um, So we want to keep these opportunities accessible to those who are 60 and older. And the other piece of that that I think you alluded to before is how do we get that information into the hands of people who need it? Um, And that's done through a variety of resources. And that goal of providing that information never ends. And I'm thinking, too, that uh, you mentioned about employment and civic participation, I guess, all of those concepts are really kind of interrelated depending on where you are at this stage of your life and, and how you want to get involved. Mm-hmm. Is that true? Oh, absolutely. And Cynthia, you might want to chime in on that too. Uh, yeah, Cynthia, I was going to ask you, uh, do you have something to add about this particular domain? Yeah, there is one piece that I think is um, uh, particularly interesting is the the uh, goal they have around intergenerational activities. Um, I think uh, one of the fears that older people have is that they will be um, shunted off 
into a place where they are not fully a part of the community. And, and intergenerational activities are really important for helping people stay involved. That, so there, is, there are tasks within the plan for both uh, working with younger people like interns from universities and uh, school children uh, with the model of a county that is close to ours uh, that we are looking at whether there might be possibilities to do something similar to allow, to allow some more intergenerational connections. So it's not just go off to a, so, a senior center and be around people your age. It's there are other opportunities to be involved. I would also even put in a plug for a recent Aging Matters program that I uh, broadcast on July 20th. It was the title of the program was Volunteer Opportunities with Lisa Fikes, who is the uh, executive director of Volunteer Arlington. And she, too, certainly encouraged older adults to get involved, that there are so many organizations that are looking for volunteers. So yeah. Uh, it's not for lack of availability. So I would certainly in, encourage uh, listeners to check out that program as well as, is, is there any other places, Linda or Cynthia, that people could look in, in so far as getting more involved in any of these participation or social inclusion that you would want to suggest? Well, I think um, I, I'll, I'll jump in really quickly and, and say that we were delighted to hear earlier this year that Marymount University, uh, one of the uh, colleges that is based here in Arlington, has just um, announced their Center for um, uh, Healthy Aging, I think it's called. I might have a different name uh, than that, but it is going to be a place where not only evidence-based research is conducted, but that opportunity that um, Cynthia mentioned earlier, where you'll have that connection between college students um, who are learning about um, uh, older adults and care and vitality, and also bringing programs that are um, research-oriented, uh, evidence-based to show that they have meaningful impact on aging. Um, into our community, and we're kind of excited about that. Um, I would say if people are looking for information, the libraries are a great resource. You can always look at uh, the website that I've mentioned a couple times, arlingtonva.us, and search Commission on Aging. All the community centers will have information. Um, there's a magazine um, called uh, 55+. Plus. You can sign up if you are on the internet for information about aging programs. Um, you can also call Arlington County at 703-228-1700. That is the phone number for um, the Aging and Disability Resource Center, and you can ask there for information and direction. In addition, I know that we are looking at the idea of having information dispersed through both staff um, focusing on that, as well as the idea of perhaps even a senior ambassador program where we can connect people who have a question to information about how, um, how and what kind of program might be suitable to respond to their need. Good information. Thank you for that, Linda. And uh, the surrounding communities, both in Alexandria and in Fairfax County, they do have these senior ambassador programs. So 
Um, Cynthia, maybe you can talk a little bit more about uh, both. Uh, well, let's start, first of all, with what Linda just said about the ongoing communication and information. And then I wanted to step back because it had been mentioned already in terms of community and health supports. So if you could kind of cover those two areas, uh, because as I understand, those are part of the domains of livability. Yeah, let me talk about the community and health supports first, um, because I think it falls into the communication as well. Um, I think if there's a theme that runs through the plan, it is um, in some ways that we are very lucky to be in Arlington. There are a lot of services and there are a lot of uh, things available for people. And that is true in the area of health as well as others. Um, there's a very active agency on aging, uh, an active health department that really stepped up during the pandemic to help um, bring in older um, residents for vaccinations and so forth. Um, but one of the things we wanted to look at with health was not just is there a lot there, but are the outcomes um, equitable. If we discovered anything in the pandemic nationally, it, it, is, it revealed the inequities in our healthcare system, in our economic system, and Arlington has some issues there as well. If you look at the demographics around health for people residing in Arlington, the health outcomes are not as good in some neighborhoods, in some economic strata, as they are with others. And so Arlington decided that we really wanted to focus on this um, and look at how to bring more equity in health outcomes. And they created, and this is not part of the Commission on Aging, this was a, pro a different project chaired by our uh, Director of Health Services in Arlington. Uh, they created a project called Destination 2027, of which the purpose is to guide health services through that equity lens. Um, especially economic equity. So to look at the data about disparate impact and the questions that should guide policy development to make sure that we are doing a better job in this area. And the, what we decided for our plan was uh, not that we should reinvent that wheel, but that the Commission on Aging should participate to make sure the needs of older residents are specifically addressed. And that's, that's what we're doing in that area. Um, and in that area, as in all of the others, um, the communication is, the, is in many ways the biggest issue. It may be that these neighborhoods are not having the same impact because we're not doing the appropriate outreach to, um, to minorities, to older people, to residents of particular parts of the county. And that, those are the kinds of things we want to look at. Um, Cheryl, you can really talk more than I about the about the part of the plan that's about communication and information. Um, but I think it came out of the, the 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 common finding we had that whenever we went out to talk to groups about becoming age more age friendly, the the most common comment was, you know, there's a lot out there, but people just don't know it. Um, I don't know how to make people more aware of these services. I don't know how to connect them up with the senior centers, with, the, with all the various things that Arlington offers. And so we wanted that to be a really important piece of the plan. Uh, and there are two major goals in it. One is about 
um, increasing awareness, especially among minority communities, um, working with community partners, tracking communications, using different media. And the other is thinking about having an ambassador program of volunteers who can help disseminate information and, and uh, conduct outreach to particular parts of the community. You may want to add, Cheryl, in this area, because this is, this is yours, yeah, since you are the chair of that committee. Well, and thank you for that, Cynthia. And it is, it is certainly, it's almost like a dream that because I've noted the success of what's happened in Alexandria and in Fairfax County, I am hoping that I will be able to work with my co-chair uh, of the Public Information and Outreach Committee to to establish this kind of ambassador program because it is successful and and it'll help get the word out about these many activities. So hopefully uh, that will be uh, accomplished in the next maybe year and a half. And we may be working just as you were talking about, uh, Linda, about um, Marymount University, that there might be some collaboration there. So we'll see. Uh, how it goes. But we're getting close to the end of the program, but I just wanted to uh, cover a couple more things. Linda, could you briefly talk about outdoor spaces and buildings uh, that are important for an age-friendly community? Of course, of course. I think, you know, we all love to be outside in nature. Some days it's a little hot, like today, but generally um, the, the, the green space is so very important. And again, this crosses all ages, but it, it is really important for older adults as well. And living in an urban community like we do, the lack of um, community outdoor space within your um you know, one block area could be happening. So the county has spent um, a, a lot of effort creating community centers that have a combination of a lot of indoor activity space, but also accessible outdoor space. There's also uh, something that the county is looking into, um, which is called the Biophilic Initiative. And this is really bringing the green space the, the idea of green space and outdoors, indoors with you, and making that space feel um, more and more accessible to the outside. I know that the hospital has incorporated some design like that in a very positive way. And I know the Planning Commission is actually sponsoring uh, a program that will have national uh, participation because it is online that deals with this subject. Through our community centers and senior centers, sports activities, physical fitness activities, a new um, aquatic center that's going to be open that will have aerobics as well as um, opportunities for swimming. We saw the new opening of Lubber Run Community Center. I believe that all of these have been really important to what older adults um, can do outside of their specific living quarters to engage with nature and the environment, making sure that they're accessible and those those building spaces are able to be used by a variety of age groups is important. And that's an area of focus for us. Okay. Well, as I said, we're just about out of time now. Cynthia, any final comments yet about the age-friendly plan? Is it on, on target right now? Are we doing well? Yeah, we certainly are. The, the commission is the primary implementer. 
everyone is committed to the plan. We're doing annual reports and reports to the board, and we have criteria and tools to evaluate. I think we're moving right along. The plan will be amended um, already with the pandemic. We've had to make some adjustments, um, but the revision of goals is part of what happens with strategic planning and with this kind of plan. And so we're feeling very good about how how we're doing with it and the progress that we're making. Okay. And Linda, did you want to give that website address one more time? Certainly do. Um, and I want to commend uh, Cynthia and you, Cheryl. Thank you so much for having us today. Um, you can get information at arlingtonva.us. You can call 703 703- 228-1700, or even ask at your local library or community center. All right. Well, I want to thank Linda Kelleher, Chair of the Arlington Commission on Aging, and Cynthia Davis, who's the Chair of the Age-Friendly Arlington Task Force, for joining me today. If you want to learn about Aging Matters, best to just go on agingmattersonline.com. There you can access all of the Aging Matters radio and the TV show content, as well as find a link to the Aging Matters podcasts, which are on Apple and Spotify. You can also subscribe to the Aging Matters monthly email newsletter. There you can receive updates about new radio shows and TV episodes. Aging Matters is produced in association with Ink Mouth Media, which you can find more information about at inkmouthmedia.com. Thank you for listening to Aging Matters today. And remember, age is just a number, not a label. I'll be back again with you next week. Aging Matters is sponsored in part by the Aging Life Care Association, an organization of aging life care professionals. Aging life care professionals offer guidance, advocacy, and support for older adults and their families in order to maximize quality of life. An aging life care professional can be there for your loved one when you can't be. More information about the Aging Life Care Association is available at www.midatlanticalca.org.